You're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our next guest of today. I'm really happy to welcome back on the program the one and the only Sadia Osmani for this week's Chinwag. Sadia, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. I'm looking forward to come back to Hong Kong next week. Um, and so I'm up early here at the moment. I'm still in the UK, so looking forward to talking to you too. Yeah, it's great to hear your voice. And are you looking forward to... I, I, we were just talking before. You did 21 days of quarantine before. so Last year, uh, yeah. yes. This, yes. This time is seven days and who knows? Uh, maybe... Yeah, at the, uh, yeah, at <laughs> there, the there moment it's seven of, days. Yeah, there, there are talks of them changing it, but just we don't know when. Or <laughs> we don't fingers have crossed. Ball. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I think you know. I'm just kind of not going to hold my breath. I'm just going to think. Okay, I'm prepared for seven days. If it should change and get a little bit less than that, that would be fantastic. Um, but you know, let's just see how it goes. <laughs> exactly. That's a great mindset to go into. And you know, uh, seven days is not easy. But with the right sort of activities and and things to do, and and a structure and a routine, and listening to RTHK, mm. of course, um, absolutely, you know, it'll, get, absolutely. it'll get you through. Okay, so what if you've got for our listeners this week well i was looking at something which actually you might find interesting too because that is something that you can certainly comment on this week for instance from the 1st to the 7th of august it is actually breastfeeding world awareness week Um, it's an initiative that started in 1992 and each year they actually do have a theme for the week and this year it's called step up for breastfeeding educate and support and i think you know it's something i i think sometimes when people mention breastfeeding um you know certainly the females in in us might say oh yes yes i've had experience of that and while men might look the other way and think well it's got nothing to do with me i don't really want to know about it to tell you the truth but i feel that it was important to talk about it today um because it is actually very relevant to both men and women because i mean you know if you've got children and this is an uh, uh, initiative that you know is being encouraged then it's really important to have the awareness of it and the importance of it um and i know with yourself obviously you've got you've just had a baby and you've just come back and this is something that certainly you know one area of this is just literally absolutely (laughs) literally yes absolutely And, and and it is um it can be quite a challenge you know but I mean before we talk about say some of the challenges I was really just going to look at some of the things that you know I was looking at what the WHO actually say about breastfeeding um, and and basically you know some of the the plus points and some of the stats on it is that they're saying that nearly two out of three infants are not exclusively breastfed for the recommended, you know, it's supposed to be about six months. And they say that this rate has not actually improved in the last two decades. Um, And, you know, when you look at the, the plus points of breast milk, you know, it's ideal for infants, you know, it's safe, it's clean, it contains antibodies, which help protect against, you know, lots of childhood illnesses. Um, and also breastfed milk sort of provides all the energy and nutrients that infants actually need in the first months of life. And, they, and it continues to provide up to half or more of a child's 
nutritional needs during the second half of the first year and up to one third during the second year of life, which, you know, if you think about it, this is a kind of two year contract that you do. And, and, you know, the benefits are huge. And the other thing that was very interesting that I, that I discovered myself actually, because when I had my daughter, she was about like, six weeks early and one of the things that they kept saying to me was because you know sometimes when kids are born early they say that their jaws and stuff have not developed fully and um breast you know drinking from the breast actually strengthens the jaw muscles and the the bone that helps develop the bones and they kept saying that you know even if the baby is not um latching on drinking you should try and get them to your breast because just the whole um you know the the whole process of of latching on and and trying to suck and stuff it actually does help the jaw development so you know i i'm sure you know nature has designed it in such a way that there's benefits all the way through i mean it's a natural thing to do um and also you know in sort of future things in terms of statistics that they look at they say that breastfed children perform better on intelligent tests and then on and are less likely to be overweight or obese and less prone to diabetes later in life. Um, and women who breastfeed also have a reduced risk of breast and ovarian cancer. And one of the things that they didn't actually mention, which I think is something that I think we need to be aware of, certainly as women, as you know, once we are, once women are breastfeeding, then, you know, the fat that goes, comes out in breast milk is actually coming from your body. So, you know, it is a good way where you can actually, if you are breastfeeding for that duration of time, to actually lose the excess weight that you may have gained while you were pregnant. Um, so that is that is certainly a plus point for you, you know, as a, as a woman to be able to do that. I mean, when you look at some of the, the um, you know, the stats like these, that just how good it is for, for, for yourself and for the child, then I suppose, you know, you have to think that why are, why are people not doing it enough? And they were saying that if breastfeeding was scaled up to, you know, the universal levels, about sort of 820,000 children um, would kind of, children's lives would be saved every, every year. And that's globally only 40% of infants under six months of age are exclusively breastfed. So there's a lot, you know, a lot of plus points. But obviously, you know, I suppose, you know, for you, you know, you've had two kids. Was breastfeeding for you something that you naturally were inclined to do? You didn't think to, twice about doing it? Or was there something that made you think, mm, shall I or shall I not? Yeah. Um, so breastfeeding, uh, just to answer a few of your questions earlier, Sadia, breastfeeding, there's no doubt that all the pros that's associated with it. Um, yeah, I gave yeah. birth to all three of my kids at Queen Mary Hospital in Hong Kong, and they are such a breastfeeding-friendly hospital. Um, they really yeah. encourage you. And, and as a first-time mother, I think a lot of people think, oh, I don't have enough milk or the milk hasn't come in. And you are very concerned yeah. about... Um, um, whether or not that the baby is getting enough substance, but they're very good at reassuring you. Um, but f unfortunately, for, for for some women, they they aren't given that sort of assurance or support, and they very quickly yes. um, supplement. And the thing is, um, with uh, breastfeeding or w w yeah, with breastfeeding.
breastfeeding, it operates on a supply and demand um, uh, yes, sort of yes. operation. The way I sort of visualized it when I first started breastfeeding was imagine like a conveyor belt full of uh, sushi. Um, you have to mm. take the sushi off the conveyor belt before the chef can put more sushi out for you. So if you're not taking mm-hmm. the sushi off the belt, the, the chef can't put more. So it's the same principle. You can't make more milk mm. if you're if you're not feeding. Um, so you, you can't save the milk up. So a lot of new mothers have a misconception of, oh, I'll just sort of save uh, or I'll sort of stretch it out a little bit, stretch out the, the feeding time between babies. But actually babies need to feed every two hours, sometimes every hour and a half, every three hours. Mm. So there's mm. that sort of lack of convenience for, for, for lack of better word. I think, you know, a lot of new mothers haven't adjusted to that mentality. I certainly felt overwhelmed. And, you know, a lot of women would feel that sort of level of, oh, gosh, uh, do I have to feed again and then burp and then change the nappy? So there is a convenience of uh, a bottled uh, of formula mm. milk. Um, yes, but also yes. there are, there are, I definitely am of the viewpoint, there are certain women who just really genuinely don't make enough milk and they feel that pressure yeah. and then they, they, they supplement uh, with uh, formula. But here's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people talk about breastfeeding being the best and being free. Um, it's not free. It comes at a cost. You know, I, I, I'm yeah. very fortunate. I work uh, for, 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 for RTHK, which is a great company that supports breastfeeding. I'm given a half an hour break uh, twice a day to, to pump. A lot of companies around Hong oh, Kong, around great. the world don't don't allow you to do that yes. so if women aren't able to pump um during their work hours first of all they get block ducks um, um milk mm. ducks and then they also don't produce enough milk <laughs> that whole supply and demand mm. by the time you get home you just sort of dried up or whatever um so it does come at a cost and it comes at a cost of uh the time of 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 supportive um, um employees uh, employers and also your employee your fellow colleagues you know if you happen to work in a team and you're having to to pop off for a while um, so there are a lot of limitations um, that I see to, to why some women are um, deterred from from breastfeeding and it's yes, a sad yes. reality um, you know not having the proper lactation facilities um, I, I always joke at RTHK we're very lucky we, we do have a lactation room <laughs> um, but yeah, sadly when I speak to some of my friends who have had babies earlier than me um, they, or even you know my predecessors uh, uh, at, RT, uh, at, uh, at the radio station, they've had to um, pump in the bathrooms because, you know, back in the 90s or uh, mm. back in the day, it just wasn't so accepted. Um, I was bottle, f- I was formula fed and I asked my mom mm. why. <laughs> um, and she said, mm. because it just wasn't so fashionable. And she said, you know, back in the 70s and in the 80s, that's when the economy in Hong Kong started to take off. More women returned to the workforce. Um, and so it was just marketed uh, to, to, you know, that formula was more convenient, more suited. And I think it's come back in fashion that breastfeeding is actually really good. F- and, and it is very good for the baby, very good for the mother. And that's why it's sort of come back in full swing and people are adopting these um, measures to breastfeed again. But it is challenging. And like anything that we do in life, it's such a skill. You know, it's not one of yeah. those things that we see on TV where you get the baby in your arms and you breastfeed. It's it's very tricky. You know, there are days when 
you know, when I'm holding my daughter, she's crying from hunger. I'm crying from not able to feed her and the frustration. And, you know, you repeat that eight times a day. Um, it, it can make you feel very stressed. Um, and, mm-hmm. and each baby is different. Just because you mastered it with one baby doesn't mean the other baby will be a, a great feeder. So there no. are so many considerations. Well, when I speak to um, fellow mums, um, they, 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 those are concerns. But that's not to say that, you know, we shouldn't um, promote it. We should definitely promote it and make better yes, support network, yes. a, a supporting system for, for breastfeeding because it really is such a beautiful way for mothers and babies to bond. And like you said, the antibodies that get passed on to uh, the mother, to, to the baby. Um, I had COVID uh, during my pregnancy. So as much as I felt scared during that time, it was really nice to know that uh, my baby was going to get the antibodies um, and I was so determined to uh, breastfeed um, as soon as he was born. Um, and, and so that was like a really big motivating factor for, for, for me. And what about for you, Sadia? That's me, sir. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm just listening to you. And seriously, this is the whole, the, this is the reason I thought I would just go look at this subject today because I knew you could offer that kind of insight because you are with it at the moment and dealing with it. And, you know, some really insightful points there. And, and, and I think actually, you know, you are really in a very fortunate position to be able Absolutely. to be in an organization yeah. where you are able to do that. And I can imagine that, you know, it's... It is incredibly, I mean, for, for a woman who's just given birth and who's looking after a baby night and day, this is just one of the things, the stumbling blocks that come just to make your own mental and physical um, well-being, isn't it? Because if you if you are trying to feed this child and you don't have the facilities to be able to do it, and, and as you said, you know, it can vary. And that's, I mean, you're asking me about my own experience and that I have two children and my daughter was born six weeks early and um and we tried incredibly hard i wanted to breastfeed i wanted to do it but she just she wouldn't she wasn't interested she just wouldn't do it she just kept crying and i think also at that time i wasn't surrounded by people who were giving me the support to be able to keep trying um it was almost like they just said oh just give her a bottle she'll be fine and and because i didn't have enough experience about things then i was thrown into that but then when I had my son two years later I was determined to do it and I stuck to it and I fed him right until he was about a year old yeah, good so yeah. so so I think it varies you know and I, I think it's so important that you have that support you have the awareness of the challenges and this is perhaps what this week is really there to do to make sure that people know that yes it is absolutely fantastic if you can do it but also in the detail of things that they look at they they also highlight the fact that actually it can be quite difficult and sometimes some moms cannot do it because they don't have enough production and as you say this whole supply demand thing i never knew about that and the quality of the milk that you produce is also dependent upon your your actual diet if you end up not eating well and you know not eating enough fruit not eating enough bread and having a balanced diet then you're going to be producing skim you know skimmed <laughs> yes. milk or 
And also, that the first few uh, weeks of milk production is very sort of hormonally driven. So when mm. you're in a happier mm. mood, um, you produce more milk because of the oxytocin. Wow. But when you're feeling stressed wow. and feeling worried, um, you know, on the said issue, chances are you're actually producing less milk. So, but you know, with the with, with the sort of postnatal blues, which happens um, mm. with the fluctuation of hormones, with the with the lack of sleep, with this whole new routine, it can make women um, sort of feel stressed and, and not produce um, a, a lot of milk. I mean, even yeah, now, my son is sixteen balance. weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I still yeah. have to breast feed two to three times a night you know that the lack of sleep is is killing yeah. me sometimes yeah. it can be very very demanding um just waiting until you know settles a little bit at six months when, when he can it's start no solid. joke but that's then, right but then you hear some other woman who's like oh my my baby sleeps through the night and you think oh you're so lucky <laughs> um so yeah. you know it's really a, a, you know it's your stroke of luck if you like yeah no no it's a it's a challenging thing the other thing i was really going to ask because, uh, you know, I, I think certainly here in the UK, the law is such that you, um, if a, a woman who is breastfeeding, ha you cannot tell a woman that she cannot breastfeed in a public place and things like that. She's allowed to, given the fact that, you know, she can sit in a, in a restaurant, she can sit there. But obviously, you know, you're not going to sit there and expose yourself. You're going to do it in a discreet manner. Oh, but yeah. um, I, I think that is a subject, too, that quite a few people have an opinion on that, like, you know, if you're sitting in a restaurant or you're sitting in a shopping center or something and, you know, you have a baby that quite a few people think, oh, my goodness, they shouldn't be breastfeeding here. But I think, well, no, you should be because you should be allowed to do that because your child needs that sustenance and it needs it then you're not going to sit there and bear all and just feed like that you are going to be discreet about it exactly and you also, should be allowed that is the whole that. function of boobs i mean hello yeah. that's what they are for yeah. <laughs> you know they are i think the whole sexual connotations come up and people think no 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 you can't do that because it's not appropriate but then you think no that is what they are there for you exactly. know apart from other things but but this but reminds me priority. of a case in hong kong a few years ago I'm, I'm not sure how it ended up I don't know how, but I, I do know that there was a lady who was breastfeeding her baby in a Hong Kong public library um, and she got mm -hmm. told off by the guard and it became a bit of an oh, issue in, in the breastfeeding groups because um, the guard um, and, and the reason was was quite laughable but it was wasn't because she was breastfeeding it's because there's no eating or drinking in the library so <laughs> So that applied to the baby as well. So I, I suppose if you look at it from that sense, it wasn't discriminating. It wasn't they were. It wasn't discriminating against the baby. It was just a blanket rule. Um, so I don't know how that case ended up. Um, but but back to um, back to sort of uh, the, the support of um, of breastfeeding. I think it also uh, the, the support of uh, family and just surrounding yourself with a network of people is so important yes. to successful uh, breastfeeding and really just educating yourself because I, I think you know we go into it not knowing what it is it really is a skill you don't just learn how to play yes. piano overnight yes. you get better yes. and better at it and I think if a lot of women are supported and uh, empower themselves with that knowledge it can really make that difference uh, between successfully breastfeeding your baby and just sort of I don't want to say giving up because I think that reaches a point where you think, right, I've given it a, I've given it a try, and you know that's okay. Um, I don't think mm. people should shame women who who, who don't no, breastfeed and, because, and people do do that though. You know, a lot of people, yeah, you know, there was no, a shortage of milk powder, either. 
um, in America. And then people use that, well, you know, why didn't you breastfeed? Well, because um, maternity leaves, for example, um, (laughs) I'm really going off on one, but it's true. I mean, maternity leaves in Hong Kong have been uh, 14 weeks now. That's two weeks um, uh, that's 12 weeks after you give birth, you come back to work. But my baby will only drink milk until he's six months. That's when they, they start mm. solids at about five to six months when they're able to sit. So these policies are what's good for the business, but are they necessarily what's good for the baby or what's good for the yeah. family? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think there could be, you know, other measures um, that, that can mm. be, uh, mm. you know, that, that, that can be adopted. Like mainland, no, for absolutely. example, get more maternity leave than Hong Kong. I think they get you know, yeah, yeah get and in the UK, you know, up to you six months to a year. So it's it's quite unheard of for people to come back after two three months and stuff. <laughs> it's their choice, but generally, um, no, it's, it's not was the case. Eight weeks, um, and then wow. it's, yeah, and then it became ten weeks. Yeah, I think it's six weeks in in places in America and stuff. And again, you know, maternity leave is not that. Um, yeah, you know, right. they're not that flexible. They they are expected that six weeks. I was just talking to actually um, my sister-in-law who is from the States who's visiting me at the moment and she said she was back to work in six weeks and I couldn't believe that I six know. weeks is actually is nothing. And you I know. have a vested um, interest and- in this because I've got two daughters and I really hope, you know, when it's their time, I really hope companies will, will sort of, or, or, or you know, laws will change to, to, to make it more mm. family friendly. Mm. Well, it's good that we have weeks like this where there is a discussion about it. But I think that is something, it's an ongoing discussion that throughout the year, whichever year you're looking at and whatever season, it is something that I think needs to be highlighted. And it is something not only that women should be discussing, but certainly men should have an awareness of it. Because in many places, it is men who are in these in roles in companies where they can make these decisions and it's important for them unless, you know, perhaps they're more aware of it once their own families and their own wives have had kids and things like that, their partners, mm-hmm. then then there is an awareness. But I think it's so important that there is education and there is awareness about these issues, you know, because Absolutely. that's the only way we go forward and change things. Absolutely. Well, Brilliant. Sadia, well some great points there. Thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for raising such a wonderful topic for Chinwag um, and, and yeah, really appreciate it. And I look forward to you returning back to Hong Kong. Safe travels for next week, yeah. Sadia. <laughs> and thank you. Take care. I'll talk to you just before I fly anyway. <laughs> take care. Bye for Okey now. Okie dokie. All right. See then. Bye-bye. And a quick look at the weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight. Cloudy with squally showers and thunderstorms. Showers will be heavy at times, moderate to fresh westerly winds. The standby signal number one is in force. So is the thunderstorm warning.